Shalom. Can you hear me? I feel like, yes? Good? Okay. In this national moment of Gramercy, that's an archaic expression for Thanksgiving that I found in the thesaurus when I discovered this sermon was using the word gratitude too many times. In this national moment of Gramercy, I have to admit that I am sometimes suspicious of pressure for gratitude. Be thankful now. There is a way that popular culture has twisted thankfulness and gratitude into a kind of orthodoxy. When bad things happen, we are quick, even required, to encourage one another to at least find something to be thankful for. Because as the logic seems to go, this expression of gratitude is just the silver lining that we need to get past a painful moment. But pop psychology like this tends to make me grouchy because it usually doesn't work. And I think we end up shutting down each other at very important moments when we need a good cry or a good kvetch. And everyone needs a good kvetch every now and then. But when I can get past my own snobbishness about pop culture, a lofty goal, especially these days, I find myself at the question, what is the value of a real gratitude practice. And by this, I don't mean only focusing on the positive in life. How can a tradition of thankfulness actually make our lives better? Judaism sets a high bar for gratitude, perhaps found most prominently in the trilogy of the Amidah, the tefillah, which we just daven together, is composed of three sections, praise, petition, and gratitude. So the traditional praying Jew who encounters the Amidah three times a day will offer words of gratitude at each of those moments. There is, in fact, a special choreography that helps us offer gratitude with our bodies. When we say the words, modim anachnu lach, which we say during the silent recitation, we acknowledge you with gratitude. We also bow. And while we repeat this section three times a day, each and every day, It's not the only moment the praying Jew steps outside of regular life to say, thank you. Upon waking up each morning, the Siddur invites us into gratitude for aliveness. I offer thanks before you, God. And we could certainly understand the tradition of blessing just about everything from food to rainbows as a regular Jewish gratitude practice. In the Talmud, Rabbi Meir teaches that we are obligated to say 100 blessings a day, 100 moments of gratitude to get through a day on this earth. Sometimes this comes easily. Sometimes we are like those ancient mystics running through fields to greet the beloved Sabbath queen, galloping in a performance of thankfulness for God's creation. Sometimes to healing psalms, pour from our lips like sweet wine. How amazing and gorgeous is the world you created, O God. Even if our mouths were as full as song as the sea, we could still not thank you enough. And there are moments when this practice is extraordinarily difficult even excruciating. How, O oh God, do I offer you words of thanksgiving? How do I bow in modima nachnu lach 
before your eternal presence when I look around and see so much evil. I'm more interested tonight in that second moment, saying thank you through tears and heartache. Gratitude in the midst of rage and brokenness. Is there an authentic gratitude practice that we might observe in moments of pain that is not about shutting down our feelings? Is there a gratitude that does not repress sorrow, a thankfulness that can coexist with the cacophony of human experience, not drown it out? Our tradition rooted in meets vote in sacred obligations doesn't usually offer much in terms of flexibility. The prayers and blessings for gratitude keep coming, regardless of what's going on in the world around us. Jews have continued to praise and thank God throughout our history, from delightful songs of hallelujah with harp and cymbal in the temple, to the uncertainty of Babylon, to the glory of the golden age of Spain, to secret prayer gatherings in the Warsaw Ghetto. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. We carry on in what could almost appear as an irreverence for reality. One of the things I love about our Jewish liturgy is that, taken as a whole, it tells the story of our people. The Sidur moves us from the creation of the world to the revelation at Mount Sinai to our redemption in Eretz Chalavu Devash, a land of milk and honey. The Sidur is also a map of the human soul. We celebrate wakefulness each morning. We weep over loved ones who are ill during the Misha Berach for healing. We consider love and that tender heart of mind that Cantor Adi sings so beautifully about during Ahava Rabbah. We think of ancestors who have died during the Givurot as we describe God as one who mekayem emunato l'shane afar, who keeps faith with those who sleep in the dust. We honor moments of personal growth and transformation as we imagine crossing our own red seas, leaving Egypts of addiction or broken promises or toxic relationships for promised lands of wellness, vitality, and joy. And yes, gratitude. Thank you for my life. Thank you for this world. Thank you for food, for rainbows, for community, for spicy smells, for being a Jew. In so many ways, our Sidur is a picture of a whole human being living a whole human life, the fullness of what it is to live a day in this world, a life in this world. And what does our tradition insist on? That we not give up a single fraction of our humanity. The blessings aren't optional. Living the full you, not optional. Are you having a painful moment? Cry your eyes out. We will stand here with you. Feel loss. Say Kaddish. Offer supplications for that which is desperately needed. But the Sidur won't let you give up that part of yourself that you may have lost touch with. Alongside your pain, you will celebrate love and light. And yes, you will offer words of gratitude. Demanding gratitude at a time of sorrow is our tradition's radical claim on the fullness of your humanity. No matter how much it hurts, no matter how painful the loss, we're not going to let that good, loving, and awe-filled part of you go. It's non-negotiable. Moving beyond the personal, 
as we look out to a world that still seems to be on fire? What is the value of gratitude in the face of so much pain? What is the radical possibility of thank you when we look out at an America in which flames of hatred have been fanned and fueled? How could we say thank you when so many of us are experiencing fear and uncertainty about what the future holds? How could gratitude ever be a response to the horrific attack and death threats by fanatical ultra-Orthodox Jews against one of our sister reform congregations in Israel and our reform leaders yesterday? Or the very real fire that is consuming so much of the blooming desert as we speak? At first glance, gratitude in the face of all of this seems outrageous, even offensive. However, at this moment, Judaism calls us to meet hateful and oppressive language, an emboldened white supremacist movement, and more sinat chinam, hatred among Jews, with the fullness of our tradition, including a full, sincere gratitude. This does not have to be absurd. It's actually critical. Because one of the ways that we can resist hatred and stand for love one of the ways that we can resist oppression and stand for justice is to lay claim to the full humanity of each and every person, and that starts with ourselves. And a critical part of not letting go of who we are is holding on to gratitude. A real gratitude practice is a radical act of resistance to hatred. This does not mean we cannot be angry, sad, defeated, confused, heartbroken, but we owe it to ourselves and to the future generations of this country and to the future of the Jewish people who cannot, people in Israel and all over the world, to be more than that. If we become people who cannot live in awe and gratitude of God's creation, how will we ever defend it with any integrity? I know that things can seem bleak. It is also true that there is much joy. Tomorrow we will call two young Jews to the Torah as B'nai Mitzvah. The lights of Hanukkah beckon. It's a mixed up and strange world, a world that our tradition knows how to prepare us for. I want each person in this room to wake up tomorrow morning and offer thanks for being alive. Then go get mad and fight for the world of justice our prophets insist upon. Then smell a rose and bless God. Then weep about children who fear deportation and demand justice from heaven and humanity. Then bless the meal you will sit for and the people you love. This is the Jewish way to be thankful and also attentive to a demanding and uncertain world. With love and anger and gratitude. Shabbat Shalom.